Deep Down. Chapter 51. The sea always goes back to its place. Or maybe not, because the sea kept on the same place it had invaded with the tsunami, and it didn't move as much little Venice they built on, and as much useless dogs they tried to make. The works were going slowly, surely, but slowly. The tide, as I'm saying, didn't make things easy. We neither. At night, we went down to the former zero zone and boycotted the machinery, in a silly way because the only thing we knew about mechanics was how to turn on the boat, the of poly, and a few things more. But we did some damage. We did a silent resistance. Like little minis nibbling the flower packets. It's not much. But if every night they nibble one different packet, it hurts a bit more. When the cleanup works were getting closer to our houses, the resistance was getting less silent and less naive. We went to the grocery to buy eggs on sale to throw them to the guys on the machines. And not even the police dared vacate us. They didn't count on our ruthness, the Chapulín Colorado would say. And the truth is that I'm not surprised. Salva's house, as well as Sandra's, had been demolished the day of the glamorous hearts special marathon about the wedding. We stayed awake all night not to lose a single detail, and when they went back to their places the next afternoon, all they found was an open area of worn away concrete. At first I thought Salva was teasing me, because he knew I had been dreaming for days they pulled our houses down and we had to sleep into a shop window without a blind. But when Sandra called so nervous, I believe it. She wouldn't play with such a thing. She was a serious and responsible girl. Plus, Paco was crying hysterically behind her, which made it more credible. That was the first and only battle we lost, which taught us a lesson, a lesson that we learned carefully. Salva, Paco and Sandra moved into my building. We made a shift quadrant not to leave ever the building empty and we had an emergency call to ask the rest for help. Yes, that building you see at the end of the little Venice that's so beautiful and original that doesn't match the rest of the architectural joint. That, that is our building. They were in such a hurry to finish and such pain we were that they preferred to restore the building instead of pulling it down. And even though it was complicated for them because they had no option but doing it with us inside. Nor the assault forces could take us away. It's 
what having a bit of gunsoft dynamite hand has. After a lot of years, we could have drains, running water, and elevator. Well, the elevator was a novelty, as well as the front made of grisit in bright colors, making a spectacular mosaic. So beautiful it is that they even reached the point of wanting to occupy the ground floors and some of the empty flats, unsuccessfully, of course. At the ground floors, Salva and I set a takeaway crepes restaurant, not a kind of greasy food restaurant, it's a classy place. The thing is that we didn't feel like putting up with people. In the other ground floor, Sandra set a bookshop. She didn't earn as much as we did, but she earned her life and she could read for free all the gossip magazines. We had seen the opening ceremony on TV, sat down on the couch as we used to do. We recognized the mayor and nobody else. We even made jokes laughing at ourselves for getting involved in a botch plot like that, at the money that had passed right in front of us and we had let go, and that, at least, we had discovered our hidden vocation for cooking crepes. From time to time, Ramon passed by our stall accompanied by a blonde that wanted to come in and buy something to eat, even though he didn't let her. It seemed to me the same girl every time. In pieces I rescued from Paco's absent-mindedness, I knew he had came to stay. The blonde and that girl from years before looked dangerously alike. But the weird thing is that I wasn't even disappointed. It didn't cause more feelings than the curiosity to know what he was doing here, in A Coruña, if he had as many money as he should have. I supposed it was for pretending. I didn't want to ask Paco not to go into the deception. The months passed by pleasant and merry, boring and monotonous, I would say. And even we were doing well, I still had the feeling it couldn't end like that. It was a more comfortable life, without a doubt, but I missed that excitement of the darkness, of the finding something amazing every day, and especially of being stinking rich getting drunk with the jet set. Yes. Disappointment. I was overcome by disappointment from time to time. The divorce occupied all the programs. We closed one hour earlier and Paco had ordered a pizza for the four of us. It was a bit late but still in time. If the commercials lasted a bit, the delivery wouldn't interrupt us. So anxious I was that I pressed the interphone as soon as I heard the first loud ring. I opened the door and waited with urgency from the telly. 
They run again, and I opened again. A bit angrier this time, especially because the rest were so not bothered on the couch, and I was standing there, mounting guard. They could invite some time to their places, for God's sake. I was dealing with these thoughts on my mind, preparing a telling of probably undeserved for the delivery guy, when out of the elevator came an old couple that looked like rich people, and that brought an evil desperation in their eyes that took me back to former exciting years. They went in determined, not even waited for an invitation, and stood in front of the telly to catch all our attention. After them, the delivery guy came in and got round the telling off because the dying to know had suddenly blurted the anger out. You are this, that before, the woman said without wanting to talk too much. We were surprised somebody remembered those times. The pizza guy was putting the ear while he searched some coins he had to give me back. Keep the change. It must be hard to find. Go away, I told him. He left, not wanting to. I closed the door and went ahead. We are those that before, I said mysteriously. I noticed a spark in Silva's look and other in the visitor couple. You know we had sued the council, the man said. And he said it as if we really had to know. You should know it, she said. She seemed not to like our ignorance. They looked at each other with annoyance, as they were wasting their time, disappointed. Well then, we are not well informed, he said. He said they had talked to a journalist, that shouldn't be very good, because Sandra worked in a bookshop and we hadn't heard anything about that stuff, and that he had given them the name of an I-don't-know-who that had a restaurant in the central shops, that had told them about Ola that sold candles, that had talked to another that was living in Saranao, that knew about... in short, they ended coming to us. By the things we could tell from one and the other, they had sued the council for their rights over Little Venice. It seemed that years ago, when they were moved into and enjoying the peace of their detached house resulting of the compensation for the zero sons evacuation, some friends told them that the people from the council had went around asking them to sign the renunciation of the potential rights they could have over their former properties on the zero zone. They signed, of course they signed. They came with the deeds and that shoddy document they had signed when they received the economic compensation. Later, they knew they had visited all their former neighbors, and at last they found out 
there were other two owners apart from them who hadn't been asked for the signature. So surprised they were that compared the documents with the ones the people had signed had. They could tell the shady document they had signed when they received the compensation for leaving the serial song was a simple receipt of the money. Just that, without any more clarification. They also saw the new document explained clearly the renunciation to whichever right they could have over their former properties, turning into ineffective the deeds in the council's hands, even their names were in them. They felt inspired. There had to be something to scratch for sure, and even though they imagined there should be a reason why the council hadn't contact with them, they talked to a trustworthy lawyer that saw he could do well out of it from one part or another. The lawyer told them the first thing to do was taking a legal action against the council for usurping the properties. In the time the trial lasted, they found out that the council didn't have their deeds. They knew it because woman number one that played Ludo with woman number two that had coffee with man number one that knew a councillor that told him some councillors had tried to take it all bringing the deeds of the properties. But the council was able to react in time because they took the list with the owners and made them sign the renunciation, making ineffective the deeds with the former holder's name on them, which they forgot to change in its moment. They took advantage of the owner's innocence and they were lucky they still had some. Innocence, I mean. As they were talking, my memories were refreshing, and that flash moment made me remind the deeds I had hidden under the bathroom cabinet and that I had completely forgotten. And from the moment I remembered it on, I didn't do more than trying my face didn't show it and finding a good excuse to go to the bathroom to make sure they actually were there. Salva noticed something was happening to me. Even I don't think he suspected such a thing. He thought I wanted to get rid of them because they brought bad memories back. There's anything left down there. Don't ask to go there. There is nothing we can do, Salva said. The olds were disappointed. Completely disappointed. They sat down and their sad, gloomy faces got to move me. And the rest too. I told Sandra to come with me to the bathroom. She was surprised. And more surprised she was when I asked her to move the cabinet carefully. And even more, when I took out the deeds the olds were talking about and that she thought were completely foreign to us. And that, she asked in low voice. I stole them from Ramon, I answered. She put a happy surprise face as if for the first time she believed that 
thing I always was saying about moving on. Are you going to give them to the couple? Sandra asked. Yeah, sure, I said. Didn't you see their faces? And in that moment, in that very moment, I realized that a lot of pity and so, but the olds had taken the compensation for the evacuation and we had done the entire job and hadn't earned a single cent. Maybe we'd better make a deal, I said. The old couple still were distressed. Paco was trying to console them and Salva was trying to hear the telly. Well, let's see. I said trying to speak with sweet voice, although Sergeant's voice came out instead. Here I have three deeds. But I also feel like having the half of all. They looked at each other. They didn't listen the, the half of all thing. Nor they remembered they had a rheumatism or osteoarthritis. They got up. They jumped for joy and kissed everyone and said we were the saviors. That they just knew it. That our reputation was well deserved. Salva looked at me with the same surprised face Sandra did. And with a spark of greed when he heard the half of all thing, of course. I accepted the token of thanks without getting moved or abandoned my sergeant position, especially without letting go of the deeds. I was grabbing them as my life depended on them again. Once the euphoria went off, I repeated the half of all thing. They seemed not bothered at all. They made a pair of phone calls and in a short time we had standing at our door another old woman and a couple of olds more. It's not I'm being disrespectful. They really were elderly. The thanks scene repeated again and Salva insisted on the half of all things before I did. They made a last call and the lawyer came, not so excited, and insisted pretty more than the olds in taking the deeds with them. Which they didn't, of course. The olds didn't like it much, but they understood it. The lawyer didn't like it at all, but as Salva stood next to me like a bodyguard, and Paco and Sandra did the same, and above all, we had a reputation in some circles for being formidable. They said goodbye gently, and we agreed we would meet at the trial, where they would give us the half of all. The trial was quite quiet. On the council party, they brought several lawyers, Carlos among them, that seeing us took him down a peck or two. They even offered a preferential treatment to the olds, that as much as preferential it was, it would never be like the half of all. The Council of Town Planning 
was talking to the ex of his son-in-law and looking at us. We also took him down a peg or two, and we still hadn't took out the dietary shoe at that point. When it came out, it was worse. For them, I mean. It was great for us. The judge made the olds give the compensation for the evacuation back, just peanuts. And the council gave the former holders their land back, and we caught the half of all. A big amount of money, a huge amount of money. There were two super luxury hotels, a landing stage with mooring, and a pay and display car park. A giant amount of money! Especially because we hadn't any spends. The works were financed by the people that had financed them, and the judge considered that it was the council's fault start the works before having the things in order. They didn't even complain. They were grateful. They only were three, and not all, as it was about to be. But don't think it was to our head have the future more than secured. Of course not. Sandra kept on running her bookshop and with Paco. She had a multiple childbirth, and the kids ran up and down the stairs the whole day, shouting like out of control sin chance. But happy, very happy. Salva and I set a chain of takeaway crepes restaurant all around the world. He, with his part, bought a private jet, and he doesn't step the foot on the ground. Not even by pure chance. If he isn't at his Caribbean mansion, he is in the Toscana, and if not, in Kenya. Me, I'm getting late to my flight. I had already left Taria Cancino. She goes on and on. But I had to convince her that I'm not going out with any blue-eyed actor, as much as her sources say so. What I don't know is where her sources got here such a thing.